Hey there. This is Rachel Lee. And Robin May. And this is The Problem with Perfect, the podcast for people who want to be freed from the joy-sucking, energy-taking, and judgment-clouding quest of perfectionism. We may be separated by more than two decades in age. But we are united for our passion for this, The Problem with Perfect. We'll be sharing our own struggles and interviewing experts on how to be authentically imperfect. Because let's be real, who wants to be around someone who's perfect anyway? Together, we can transform our thinking and let go of those thoughts that say we have to be it all and have it all to be worthy. So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. We are live via Zoom. I almost forgot that intro. That's so funny. And I've said it more than a hundred times now, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you ever need me to step in and say, no, no, never mind. I don't like to do that. I know you don't (laughs) like to do that, which is so funny to me. So Robin, I am pumped for our conversation today, because it's something that I believe every single person and especially women in particular, and if we're going to go even Mm -hmm. further, high achieving women in particular struggle with, do you want to guess what it is? Mm -hmm. Well, Well, you kind of already know, know, but, but I think, uh, I think if I didn't know, this would be like one of my top three guesses. And that is that internal dialogue that I'm constantly having in my mind that kind of says to me all the time, hey, guess what? You're not enough. Exactly. So it's those self-sabotaging thoughts. Like what does that sound like on a day-to-day basis? Yes, well, you're absolutely correct. Some people would say it's feeling like you're not enough or self-sabotaging or imposter syndrome, you name it. I think when we are high achievers, a lot of times Mm -hmm. you think that these type of people, people who have achieved a lot in their life may have it all together and feel very confident in themselves. But even if you are outwardly confident and achieving a lot of things, it doesn't necessarily mean your inner thought life uh, can be sabotaging. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Sometimes our worst critics and the ones who put us down the most are ourselves. No, I just think that that's so true. And this is why I am pumped for this topic today. Uh, Number one, because I always learn something and take something from the, the podcast whenever we have these conversations. But number two, because I think it really has the potential to be really helpful for us. Because when you think about the word sabotage, Mm -hmm. like if somebody else is on the hunt to sabotage us. And if you've ever had someone like, I don't know, you're a sorority girl in your sorority or in your circle, some (laughs) out to get you, right. You have your guard up. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to let that person sabotage my success. And so I think that this podcast is good because it will help us put our guard up to our own self-sabotaging. So we can't, we won't let ourselves take e- take ourselves out. Oh my gosh. I love that you use that example because I never really thought about it like that, but it's so true. Like I feel like I get along with most people and I try not to be around people who are 
filled with a lot of drama and things, but the times in my Mm -hmm. life where I have had conflict with another individual, it's like, for me, I do everything I can to not have to be around them altogether. Like, I just want to take myself out of the situation. So that way I'm not going to be impacted. Like you were saying, have my walls up, put whatever guardrails I need to have on there. So that way I'm not having my peace destroyed and they're not just hurting me even more. I want to get things resolved, but it is so interesting that we can be like that with other people, but we're not like that with our own selves because our inner thought, like that true. Yeah. We just don't question it. So Robin Mm -hmm. last week, we talked about the to be list, right? So those were personal to you. And once I'm done here, I want to hear an update on how that's going, but Uh, this time for the three ways that you could be self-sabotaging your life and your inner thought life, these are coming from me and these are personal. And these are all three things that I know I personally struggle with. So you got to be vulnerable last week and I get to be vulnerable this week. (laughs) Love it. We're pulling back the veil and getting a deeper look into Rachel today. Can't wait. Okay, Rachel, what's the first self-sabotaging thought that you struggle with? Okay. So this is one that I feel like I notice that I have all the time. And that is that success or whatever it is that I really want out of life is for her and not for me. Meaning that Mm -hmm. somebody else can have these things happen to her. And it's always her. It's never like, it's never a male because (laughs) as women, what we always are comparing ourselves to other women. But as I look at somebody else's Mm -hmm. life, maybe they have something that I want. I think, well, of course that could work out for her, but it just, for some reason that could never happen in my own life. And this is a little Mm. bit of a subconscious thought, or maybe if it's a scrolling Instagram, it is a conscious thought of maybe jealousy or something like that. But I think that it's really a way that I'm self-sabotaging my own life by thinking that way. You know, what's so interesting about that to me, Rachel, is that you are constantly, constantly telling me to dream big and to think big and that, (laughs) you know, Robin May Ministries can do great and big things. And so it's, almost shocking for me to hear that you self-sabotage yourself in the way that you encourage me not to. Right. And (laughs) yeah, like you would never, ever tell me, Robin, you're dreaming too big. I know, you know, that's for other people. So you never, ever say that to me. And I don't know why it is that way because it is so true. I feel like when I have conversations with other people, I want to be their biggest cheerleader and say, you can do anything, you can make it happen. And I see a clear path for them of how they can make it happen. But then when it comes to my Mm -hmm. own life, I think, well, not for you because it all goes back to like you were saying earlier that you're not enough and that somehow Mm -hmm. everybody else has something that you don't have. That's what the Mm -hmm. bottom line is. Yeah. Well, can I speak into that for just a second? Well, I was going to say, Robin, I'm going to need you to, because (laughs) since these are all things that I know I struggle with, uh, I don't have the solution whatsoever. So please do. I I think back to, um, I was doing, um, I don't know what you call it, a lesson, a tutorial, um, And someone said to me one time, 
that, uh, you know, we often think that there's only so much success to go around Mm -hmm. and that that is not how God's economy works. And I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think it's applicable again, that that isn't the way our God works. It's not like a, a pie of success or a pie of money or a pie of, um, whatever it is that you want. Okay. It's not a pie and that God has to divide it all up. Mm-hmm. God is infinite in his ability to supply whatever that is. And so thinking that, Oh, the world has had enough or the universe has given enough of, so there's no more. And that's why it's not for me. Um, I think is limiting the, the, the bigness and the ability of God to do the unfathomable. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. And I would even say that I know that intellectually, but somehow it hasn't resonated to where I can fully Mm -hmm. really believe that because Mm -hmm. I'm still struggling with this. Right. And I think if I did really truly know that, like know it, know it in my heart, then I would probably not struggle with this. Right. Well, I, if you, figure that out, let me know. But I have come to, to believe in my life that just because I continue to struggle with something doesn't necessarily mean that it hasn't went from my head to my heart or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I think it's just in my, in, in my way continually connects me to the fact that I need to be tethered to my true identity, which is that, you know, I am enough because I'm a child of God. Um, if I got too confident and I wasn't tethered to that, I probably wouldn't be tethered to him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. It's just. And so just because we continue ha- to have to say, okay, Lord, I'm not feeling like I'm enough today. Lord, I'm battling with fear today. I'm battling with a lack of faith today. I don't, I don't think that that makes us less than. I think that just makes us needy that there, we want it to come to a point in our life where we don't need to be reinforced about things. Like we just want to get it. But I don't think that that's the way we're not designed to be self-sufficient. I think we can continue to process and become more like in that way, but I'm not sure that on this side of heaven we'll fully get it. Yeah. Just a thought. I don't know. I don't know if it's the answer, Rachel. No, that's good. And I would say it's also hard to be needy because at my Mm. age, uh, especially being in my 20s, it was weird. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm 26. I feel 27 even though I'm not 27. Yeah, I know you keep kind of <laughs> alluding to the fact that you're 27 on the podcast. I know, and I Almost know I'm 27. not. Like, I, you're like 26 and a half. I know, I still have half a year, but I feel 20. I don't know why I'm that way. But I was just thinking about, I'm like, when I turn 30, at that point, everyone's like, oh, you're 20. Sorry for figuring everything out. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to get to 30 and be like, I didn't figure it out. What was I supposed to figure out? Because it didn't happen. Uh, But a lot of that is the thinking that in your 20s that you become who you are and you really know who you are. And I guess I'm in the process of that, but trying to figure out who I am and stand up for everything within myself, it's hard to say, okay, go ahead and be needy though. 
Cause it's like, that's the opposite mm-hmm. of what I need to try and do right now. I, che- I need to not be needy. I need to be self-sufficient. I need to know the steps to buying a house. <laughs> I need to mm-hmm. figure out how to cook all the things and get yeah. my oil changed. And I, and I don't want to be needy. I want to know how to do it all myself. So it, it well, just seems juxtaposed. That, yeah. And isn't that uh, exactly what your, one of your also other self-sabotaging thoughts is on your list? Yes. Uh, which is number two, not speaking up about your wants and needs, which maybe that does relate. But when I was thinking more about this, I was thinking that this goes along with people pleasing. And I think when you are a high achieving woman, sometimes you also are a people pleaser because in order to achieve a lot of times, that means you have to have really good people skills. And with people skills, sometimes comes people pleasing. They all just can be in the same pot Mm -hmm. to bake a nice little people pleasing cake. And so, um, <laughs> so with not speaking, Look at you. you know, you, you know, that recipe. Yeah. Well, I just said a pot makes a cake. So <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Uh, but I, so I think that it's more of a people pleasing thing. And I know this is something I personally struggle with too, is just that I need to handle other people's emotions to be okay. I need everyone around me to be okay for me to be okay. And so because of that, Mm -hmm. I end up not always actually saying how I feel or what I want to make sure the other person in the situation is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also I would challenge you or ask you, I'll just ask you, do you, do you know, are you in touch with what your needs are? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. So maybe not. Yeah. Well, uh, and the reason I asked that is because uh, what I heard you say in the first point is that you don't want to be needy. <laughs> so you don't want to be needy. You want to have it all figured out. Yeah. And then the second point, it's self-sabotaging to you when you don't admit your needs or your feelings. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like, uh, because you don't want to be needy, then it's, it, it, I think it, it leads perfectly into the second thing, because sometimes I don't even know if it's possible to know what you need or know what your feelings are because you're just trying instinctively to deny them. Like, I don't need anything. I'm good. I'll figure this out on my own as opposed to just like throwing your hands up and saying, gosh, can someone help me? I feel alone in this. I, you know, I don't feel supported. Um, yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> That's true. And I think the reason why this is a self-sabotaging behavior, and I know this to be true is because if you show up like this, which I am guilty of doing in several of my relationships, it ends up you end up, it ends up not being a true, authentic, real deep relationship, which you shouldn't have with everybody. I'm not saying this is something that you need to have with every single person in your life, but with, if Mm -hmm. this is happening with, and, and it doesn't, I have people in my life who I am not like this with, and it feels really good to share my needs and 
have them respond in a way that they're not mad at me or they don't think lesser of me because I stated how I felt. Yeah. It feels really good. What you needed. You know, it's funny that you bring this up because I was walking with a friend today and this friend is, is someone who is, um, she's older than me. She's uh, moving into the next phase of her life. And I always just love her reflection on like, Hey, when I was your age, you know, what, Mm -hmm. you know, just the difference and, and speaking into that and, and offering me some of her wisdom. And she was talking about surprisingly for her, like she finds herself in a place right now where she does need people and um, needs them in ways that she did not imagine that she would need them at this stage of her life due to some circumstances. And in that conversation, I thought to myself, how brave of her at 60 to be able to say, hey, this isn't what I imagined, but I do need help. Mm -hmm. And then being able to receive it. Uh, I don't think it's at a spot for her where it's easy you know, it doesn't, it's not easy to say I need help. And, but, um, I will say from the conversation with her that, uh, what I took from it, and I don't know if she would agree, but it just, it's like, I see like God consistently just providing for her in her need, but there's something about being able to admit your need that then you can see God fulfilling it. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's really hard to admit your need. And I think even culturally it, is frowned Mm -hmm. upon to say that you need help. We all have needs and to, to tell ourselves that we shouldn't have needs and that our needs and our wants aren't important. It it is self-sabotaging, self-sabotaging. So I think if my 60 year old friend that I walked with today heard heard this and could speak into this, I I think she'll hear this because she listens and we appreciate that, uh, that she, she would probably tell you the same thing. Like you're 26, Rachel, you have, (laughs) you have time, you have time, but the earlier you learn this self-sabotaging thought, you can embrace yourself and put that wall up and say, Hey, I'm going to like, not let that just have destruction in my life. All right. So the third point of why you might be self-sabotaging your life is because you refuse, refuse to celebrate your wins. You just got to like move on when something good happens to you and you don't take time to be excited about it. Don't take time. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have to ask you, how do you know when it's a win? Um, I just think that, well, I was thinking about this the other day about how I live downtown in a loft, which has always been a dream of mine and how I have Ollie because it was my two year anniversary of his gotcha day this week. And I was thinking that those were dreams that I had for so long in my life and how they came true. And I was like, I don't just pause enough to think about how grateful Mm -hmm. I am that my dreams came true in that way. And even, even like with Mason, I have just loved him for a really long time, but we weren't always together. And so even the fact that I'm back together with him, like just thinking through, wow, that's awesome. Like, look how God made it all happen for me. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I have to tell you your Instagram story this week about yeah. celebrating your gotcha day with Ali. Uh, oh my gosh. I loved it. And, and the funny thing is 
uh, is that Madison, my daughter, Yeah, she tells Ty, her dog, that he's the love of her life, which you put in your story. (laughs) And she was like, see, mom, Rachel calls her dog the love of her life. Yes, it's so true. (laughs) I know you think our boyfriends aren't happy about this. I will say that. So Mason was so sweet. He uh, had a little doggy cake from a doggy doggy bakery that Ollie got to eat for his Mm -hmm. gotcha day. And then we took the boys to the dog park. And on the way there, I was like, I'm going to play a song that always makes me think of Ollie. And it's called Good As You by Kane Brown. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I have. (laughs) So listen to it. How do you take that? Everyone listen to the song and think about your dog and just think about the lyrics. And you'll never listen to it the same again because I always think of Ollie when I hear this song. And uh, and he was like, man, I really got to compete with Ollie. <laughs> it's the same thing because I was like, yes. you're like, yeah, you're just now figuring that out. <laughs> Yeah. So that, that's funny about Madison. Cause I can definitely relate. Yes. <laughs> We're just obsessed with All our right, dogs in a way, you know? Yeah. That was yeah, a, that was yeah. a rabbit trail, but yes. Yeah, so celebrating your wins. I feel like a lot of times we self-sabotage our own happiness. I'll say this is self-sabotaging your life because you are refusing to let yourself be content to be happy, mm-hmm. to be grateful mm-hmm. for what you have. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking in my head, how do we get past that? How do we get better at celebrating wins? And for me, it's even how to, um, how to know what a win is, which is why I ask you that question, because surely, yeah, there are huge things in our life that we, we, we obviously recognize as wins, you know, like when our podcast hit the top 100 Christian, you know, that was great. Right. Mm -hmm. We celebrated that when we hit our hundredth episode, we, we didn't really celebrate that. We mm-hmm. kind of mentioned it, yeah. you know what I mean? And so uh, w- w- what level of success or, or what is the measurement that this is a win and it's worth celebrating? I just think it's an important thing to add, ask yourself because if we're not taking time to celebrate the wins, we are sabotaging ourselves. We're not recognizing those things. Like you said, we're not full of gratitude for those things. Um, but I just know in myself, sometimes it's because I was like, Oh, is that something I should be celebrating? Is that yeah. a win? You know, because, cause I yeah. haven't put it in that context. Well, I think you can always celebrate things and count it as a win, even if it's small, or even if you're thinking, Oh, should this be a win? It's like, yeah, make it a win because why count yourself out a moment of joy that you could have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think this goes back to the podcast last week about the to be sort of thing of what kind of person you want to be. So what kind of person would you want to be who celebrates wins? Would it be like only the really big things or would you want that person to be somebody who just is grateful for the wins of everyday life? Like I woke up and I had a great cup of coffee from my Mm. Nespresso machine that I got for my birthday last year. And (laughs) I could celebrate that as a win every day. It could be something Mm -hmm. small like that because what you're doing is you're cultivating this spirit of gratitude every single day. Yeah. And it, it may even be silly, but with making it a habit like that, then when you do have the really big wins, you've created that sort of new mindset in yourself that when those big wins come about, you will take the time to be like, wait, this is actually really huge. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm even thinking back to that verse in James that says that every good thing is, is it, is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Every good thing. Like you said, that a cup of coffee that you had this perfect morning. perfect gift, Robin. A, a good, oh, that's Isn't true. It a good and perfect, and perfect gift? No, it absolutely does. Every good and perfect gift. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's gift. good. Yeah. So I, I think that that's great. And I think in general, not being grateful enough for everything is self-sabotaging in itself. So we could list out probably a million more ways of how we self-sabotage ourselves, but hopefully one of those ways uh, was relatable to you. And I think like the bottom line is that it happens and that sometimes we're our, our own worst enemies, but if we can learn to put up these roadblocks so we can not be self-sabotaging ourselves, then we'll be living a better life. Absolutely. Hey friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself. Mm